blurring the lines between fact and fiction in political history. This week on Basil. Hello and welcome to Books and Stuff I Like, where each week I discuss books and stuff I like. This is being recorded on Saturday, January the 16th, as of Friday, January 15th. In the week, we had 22,843 deaths from COVID-19 and 1.6 million new cases confirmed of COVID-19 in the last week ending Friday, January 15th. The week ahead, the moon continues to ramp up. It's a waxing moon. Um, Up around the 20th, it hits the first quarter mark. So be prepared for that and all that that entails. The 19th is the birthday of Edgar Allan Poe, born in 1809, did not invent the train. He was a poet and writer of mystery and suspense tales, was born in Boston, Massachusetts. His work include The Fall of the House of Usher, Tales of the Grotesque and Aberesque, The Murders in the Rogue Moor in the Rue Morgue, and his famous poem The Raven. January 21st, in the aftermath of the French Revolution, King Louis the Sixteenth of France was guillotined on the charge of conspiring with foreign countries for the invasion of France. During the revolution, the king had attempted to flee to Austria for assistance. Ten months later, his wife, Marie Antoinette, was also guillotined. Also on the 21st in 1924, Soviet Russia, Russian leader Vladimir Lenin died of a brain hemorrhage. He led the Bolsheviks to victory over the Tsar in October Revolution of 1917 and had then established the world's first communist government. Lenin's body was placed in a tomb in the Red Square in Moscow and was a much-venerated national shrine until the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991. On January 22, 1973, abortion became legal in the U.S. as the Supreme Court announced its decision in the case of Roe v. Wade striking down local state laws restricting abortions in the first six months of pregnancy. In more recent rulings in 1989 and 1992, the court upheld the power of individual states to impose some restrictions. January 23, 1968, the American ship USS Pueblo was seized by North Koreans in the Sea of Japan amid claims the Navy ship was spying. The ship was confiscated and its crew held in captivity until December with one fatality. We don't hear about that much. That was a whole... If you, if you ever get a chance on, on Wikipedia, that, that whole USS Pueblo thing was... It's kind of weird. Um... Always remember that we are still officially in war with uh, North Korea. That is a war that has not ended. It's time for a pithy examination of stuff that's occurring. Yes, a pithy examination of stuff that's occurring from this week. Trump got impeached again. Again. Um, The the best meme I saw was... um, 
Who's that lady? Nancy Pelosi. We know who that lady is. She wore the same outfit. She has a uh, Trump impeachment outfit that she has worn every time Trump's gotten impeached. Now, I don't, I don't know. I, I told, I can't wait again until, um, like I used to be proud to be an American and like it wasn't a source of embarrassment for me. There's, there's been nothing that has happened anytime recently that has given me any pride in, in my country. And that's upsetting. And that's, that's on, you know, all of us, I guess. Um, okay. So, so here's the deal that there's some controversy, whether or not we should be impeaching Trump because he's out of office. Maybe by the time you hear this, I really hope the country exists, you know, in a week. So... There's two ways of looking at this. The way I believe and the way others believe, and, and obviously I wouldn't believe what I believe unless it was right. Trump Trump has crossed the line. Um, it's not the point anymore where he's kind of a of a wacky old fart just um just saying things because he likes to hear his own voice and he likes the popularity and attention that he gets he's, he's become dangerous. Um, and I don't know if, if he intends to be dangerous. I just think he says things. He's, he's just not very smart. And he says things because he thinks it's what people want to hear. And I think he thinks his base is a lot bigger than it really is, but he's saying things to rile up that very small percentage of people but that really small percentage of people, frankly, they're not that smart. Like his Trump's the what what Clinton called his basket of deplorables. I'm not talking every Trump supporter. I'm talking about that that base that's that's you know out in a bunker with you know all kinds of ammunition. The problem is with this base is they're out in a bunker with all kind of ammunition and guns and everything. They're gonna go storm the Capitol with a guillotine and friggin' zip tie handcuffs. Trump's cross the line once once that group is getting fired up and storming the Capitol. Um, that needs to be impeached. Now, 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 now. We talk about non-teleological thinking. Um, we've been talking about that for a while because it keeps coming up, apparently. If, if that group is right, which they believe they are, I don't like Joe Biden. I... I don't like him even a little bit. I do like a couple things about Joe Biden. Um, he was a stutter. I was a stutter. I have a really bad stutter um, that I have learned to not do so much to the point where I feel pretty comfortable talking in a whole lot of situations. I like Joe Biden for that. But I mean, like I, I like the idea to drain the swamp. I don't think the way to drain the swamp is to storm the Capitol with a guillotine and, um, you know, maybe probably be looking to assassinate some Congress people. I think that's a terrible way to drain the swamp in the present, uh, circumstances. Um, but it'd be nice if people like Joe Biden weren't president. He's been in way too long and I don't know, but, but what I can, what I can almost guarantee for my own personal belief is Joe Biden's never going to um, instigate an armed insurrection of, um, you know, our government. Um, and I, armed might be a strong word. I don't, I don't know how many. Yeah, they had some bombs. Who knows? Um, 
But if the if the basket of deplorable Trump supporters that are are waiting for a reason to insurrect, if they're actually right, which I really don't think they are, that you know there's some deep state conspiracy, then then we're all going to look terrible for impeaching uh, Trump and kicking him off Twitter and all of that because we just silenced you know the thing that's going to save all of us from the big government plot to microchip us all i don't know that is not correct i believe that in every fiber of my being but if we really are going to get mandated vaccines that are all going to have a microchip so the government can track us and all that kind of things won't we all look foolish right now um but again but again, I, I really, really don't think that's going to happen. But the non-teleological thinking that we've all been focusing on, there's a big group of people, a big enough group that we're, we're legitimately worried about them that fundamentally believe that's the case. And I don't, I don't know what we do about that. I think the, what we start doing is, is cut off the head and, and nip it at the bud to prevent Trump from ever holding office again to cut off his microphone, um, you know, we, we, we run into some issues with the freedom of speech there, but it's not like Trump still can't talk. You know, he can start a podcast if he wants to compete with this audience. Um, but yeah, it's what a, what a tough situation. So, you know, I think it's a good idea now to, to do what can be done to try to present, prevent him from holding office again and to um, limit his his microphone because, um, like I, I explained to somebody once, every single dictator has had all the personality traits that Trump has, but not everybody with Trump's personality traits is a dictator. And that's a real fine line, but I, I think Trump has, has crossed it now, so I think it's in everybody's best interest to... Um, to do something about that. And now in hindsight, we probably should have done something about it a long time ago. Um, I'll admit it. I, I did not vote for Clinton in 2016. I also did not vote for Trump, but, um, you know, the fact that I didn't vote for Clinton was kind of a vote for Trump, even though I didn't vote for him. And you know, that's on me. And I, I think about that a lot. That worries me. So, that has been this week's pithy examination of stuff that's occurring. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, Basil listeners will know that I tend to read a few books at a time. I have a whole, I have a whole system, and it's changing now in 2021. I'm back to reading some nonfiction. I'm reading the Penguin History of the World. That it's so terrible, but like I, I want to. Fin- it's my white whale now. I, I need to finish that book, um, slowly but surely. So, x amount of time each day, about. 20 minutes a day I spend reading the nonfiction. Five to ten minutes a day now I'm I'm reading poetry. I read one short story a week. I do that Friday evenings. That's nice. Oh, I just read a I'm reading John Cheever. Sheever? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Oh wow. I had I don't how can somebody make somebody so sad in so few words is is baffles me. I think it's beautiful. Um I read a comic book every week. I'm phasing that out slowly in 2021 so I can read more 
more highbrow stuff because, you know, whatever, don't judge me. Um, but one thing I do, and I haven't talked, I, I am going to say it right now. I am the type of person who, who goes to church and does those sorts of religious things. I, I spend 20 minutes a day reading something, um, religious. I started it a, a while ago and about last February, I had a plan, um, a Bible in a year. You, you see those. So it was, it was a, what you had to read each day to finish the Bible in a year. I found a chronological plan, um, to finish the Bible in a year. And I did it 20 minutes a day. I, I did it in less than a year. I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Um, now for the discussion I'm about to have in the next few minutes, if I wanted to start, if I wanted to talk about religion, I would start a whole nother podcast to talk about religion. Not going to do that. I'm going to talk about the Bible. Um, I, I thought, you know, like I'm, I'm hip to what's in the Bible from church and, you know, living in a Christian Judeo world. Um, I thought there was going to be, you know, all kinds of fun stuff that I hadn't heard that I was going to come. There's not. If you are, you know, living in this world where, where our Christian Judeo culture kind of penetrates everything, and even more so if you go to church, there's no reason. There's, there's nothing in this book that you haven't already heard. The things that you haven't already heard in this book are very, very dense genealogies and historical stories that aren't all that interesting. What the Bible is primarily is a book of history and politics, and it's beautiful, beautiful for that. So, Nobody's going to go out and read the Bible. I don't think you should go out and read the Bible. If, if you, uh, unless you're, you know, um, if, if you're not already convinced that you should read the Bible, there's no, there's no reason to convince you. You, you know, that's a personal thing. I, I'm here to tell you, to give you a gist of what's going on. So we know the Genesis story, Adam and Eve, um, Noah's Ark, all that stuff. A lot of us know about Moses. But then in the Bible, after Moses, you start getting into the laws. And these laws are the ones that throw everybody off. Um, you hear them quoted a lot. That's where it's saying, you know, don't, um, you know, all the all the fornication and rules on how much you can beat your slave and, and all the weird stuff, eating shellfish. Um, now, anybody who takes every single word of the Bible, literally is wrong. They're just an idiot. This book was never meant to be taken 100% literally. But then the problem is there's enough people, non-teleological thinking, who, who are fundamental in their belief system, take this literally. So that means it kind of, we all kind of have to, and that's tough. Non-teleological thinking is, is a bitch sometimes. Um, there's enough people who legitimately believe in all of this that it kind of becomes true. And that's that's hard to grasp. And then the other issue is if if we don't take it all literally, but we're supposed to take some of it literally, who decides? And that's where we have a hundred different kinds of Christian religions and stuff. But all those laws in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all those rules got overturned later by David, Isaiah, and then Jesus. Um, 
So the fact that people are quoting those to say that certain things shouldn't be dealing with fornication and, and things are just foolish. Um, after all, the, all those laws, the rest of the New Testament, which is, is long, becomes a book of history. And it's so interesting. You know, this king ruled over this land for a while and did, did pleasure in the sight of the Lord. And then his son ruled and displeased the Lord. And it's super boring to read, but it's a book of, of history and politics and battles and, and other cultures. And that stuff is rooted. In fact, like, like those things happened. It's, it's really interesting. And then Jesus comes and does all the Jesus-y things that we all know and love him for. Um, you know, said things you can't worship both God and money and the camel through the eye of the, of the needle. And, you know, hanging out with prostitutes and tax collectors and doing all the fun Jesus things. The resurrection takes up like a tenth of one percent of the Bible, and, and, and that's the gist of it. And then Paul comes, and Paul's really troubling because Paul goes and says, if you don't work, you don't eat. He says that. It's in the Bible. You don't work, you don't eat. I really feel like Jesus wouldn't have said that. Um, and then he says things like, don't eat with poor people. Um, what? you? Huh. Paul's troubling. What you got to remember is Paul was writing letters to other countries, other cultures. Rome was occupying everything. Paul was playing politics. Let's do an experiment. Find a guy in a relatively small geographic area with a relatively low population who has, you know, 20 main followers and a few hundred other people who show up and have him spouting off ideas for a year or two. And then when he dies, tell people about it and then check back in in 2,000 years and see how many people are still talking about him. Paul was a master politician. The early Christians were master politicians by saying what they needed to say to different cultures to spread that religion. And I know there were a lot of other in the next thousand years, a lot of other things happened that spread Christianity that weren't great things, but for all the weird stuff that Paul said and did, um, he played the politics. So it's really tough. Do we do we take Paul at, at his literal word saying, if you don't work, you don't eat? Because that's, that's troubling to me. Now, some people would love to take that, literally. Um, I think you need to take it in context. I think all of the Bible needs to be taken in context. And that's troubling, too, because there's some of, no, I'm going to backtrack here because I'm also a, a religious person who believes some things that go against logic, and it's difficult. And then there's um, Revelation, which anybody who's thinking like the vaccine is the mark of the beast and taking Revelation literally, it's kind of scary. Um, so... The Bible. It's a big old book. I've read it. I'm I'm happy I read it. it took a year. This is a long book. Um Yeah, you know, if if you uh you're not missing anything by by not having read the parts that you don't always hear about. Um now I spend twenty minutes a day in silence with my phone not in my hand reading something spiritual. Um, the other times when I'm reading, I will respond to text. I have the radio on. Um, I have a great source of comfort reading something spiritual in silence 
undistracted for 20 minutes a day. But you know what? I bet if I did anything undistracted in silence for 20 minutes a day, I would have a great sense of comfort from it. So what I'm urging everyone to do, not necessarily read the Bible, get yourself, find yourself 20 minutes a day in silence, undistracted to do something. Probably like it. I know that's that's um not possible for a lot of us in that is another thing that drives me nuts. Maybe we will talk about it again, but we are about out of time for Basil this week. I keep forgetting to mention I can still be found on Gmail, Basil Podcast, uh, Twitter, Basil Podcast, Reddit, Basil Podcast, anywhere you want to find Basil Podcast, you just type in Basil Podcast. I I, I show up on Google now. That's (laughs) in the big leagues. As always, it has been a pleasure basiling with you. I like books and stuff, and I hope you do too.